0: that if you're looking for the best wrestling content and the best interviews on all of YouTube and in anywhere where you can listen to this, you need to listen to Generation of Wrestling.
1: And you know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining us. I got to cut that out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the G.O.W. The Generation Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's yours truly, the 29-year-old piece of the franchise, a.k.a. the showstopper, better known as the G.O.W.'s resident tribal chief. And with me, as always, it's my tag team, partner, my brother, my family. He is the flyest in the room, Mr. One, two, Three. Pin that ass down, K. Breezy, a.k.a. EC's resident Isaac Hayes. King. two coat in the building, bro. What's good?
0: Man, nothing much, man, other than, uh, you know, sleep your head over here messing up. But, <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> you
1: know, I got to mess with you. And <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, you know how <laughs> you see something happening in real time, and it's like, you know, it's about to happen, and it ain't a damn thing you can do. But like, I-, I felt it from the very moment the damn thing said live. I'm like, Uh-oh. uh oh, all right, yeah, but this ain't about to come out the way it's supposed to. <laughs> 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 hey, I, hey, I try to overstep. I try to overstep reality, and it just was not be at that moment. But you know, Definitely hey, look, served. I figure out how many thousands of intros we did by now, man, including mess ups and retakes. I figured, man, the franchise allowed one every night. Look here, man. I love when your birthday comes around.
0: <laughs> oh, bro. Bro. Hey, hey. I swear to God, it take me
1: at least a good three months to get my age right. <laughs> bro, I swear to God, I was a 29-year-old, 28-year-old piece of gold about three months into my 29th birthday. <laughs> it's like, damn, when you still 28, boy? man, boy, you're going to be 28 forever. <laughs> hey, but guess what, though? Guess what, though? Hey, man, look, so we, we got to come up with a new moniker, man. Uh, it might be because, you know, Dirty 30 right around the corner as we speak. So, mm-hmm. less, oh yeah, actually, yeah, about a little over a month away. So, you know, hopefully we ain't going to have them 20s. I yeah, you to come up on that soon, bro. Hey, man, hey, hey you ever seen that, uh, that, that, that clip of Kevin Hart and Don And Don Cheadle was like, yeah, I'm 50. And then Kevin Hart like, dang. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, man! Look, I good. just realized, man. Hey, hey, hey! Once thirty thirty hits him on the road to forty. And I look looking myself like, damn. <laughs> uh, oh man! Hey, look, my knees and my back and my elbows already don't act right. So, man. But anyway, that's neither here nor there, man. Let's talk about some legends, man. Let's talk about some Stone Cold Steve Austin. Give me yeah. a hell yeah! Let's talk about the a Rock million. and the oh, millions. Hell yeah. You Ten know, millions. so. I'm excited about this one, man, because, dude, this is this is a very unique era of superstardom in the WWE. Uh, every time I look online, man, especially when I, when I look at these old wrestling pages on social media or I see these old wrestling clips from the Attitude Era and in and, and the early stages of the Ruthless Aggression, but mainly the Attitude Era, because that's what these guys are really based out of. When you look at the roster from top to bottom, man, stacked doesn't even begin to describe the word you know you and i and and flawless when we first started this thing years ago we uh, we always said man when you when you go back you watch the car even the mid carters the mid carters then were main eventers or you know will be main eventers now that's how much star power they had i mean you could literally go from tops and middle to bottom of the car and there was a superstar Somewhere some way, and if they weren't quite a superstar they were over they were, a, they were no. there was
0: something coming
1: there was something yeah 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 like, ah,
0: yeah, that, yeah. Guy, that guy's got something now, not uh, not every all of them were WWE champion but they were a lot of what? ones that definitely made great names you know being intercontinental or tag team or just being a hell of a character
1: yeah and, and, and that and that was the thing because back then you know i especially back then when you look at it when you when you look at that era and a little bit before, there's so many people and there was so much greatness at one time where everybody couldn't be a, a, a WWE world champion or, or a singles champion. So you might've had to be an intercontinental. You might've to settle for the U S you might've settled for a tag team at the time of European or, 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 you know, a champion like that or, or a hardcore champion. But I think that goes to show when you could come out with a show uh, uh, listing You know, the greatest wrestlers to never win a championship, the greatest Hall of Famers to never win a world title. I think in some ways that's a great problem to have because if you look at the roster now, and I'm not knocking anybody athletically, I think this might be the most gifted time period in pro wrestling history, probably in sports altogether as a whole. But when you look at how many people on this roster now are the greatest that would probably never be, I don't think it is nearly as many as back then who never was that probably could have or should have been. Well, that too.
0: But also you have to think about it. Back then, it was also at a time where Vince needed guys to step up. That's true. It wasn't even so much as that there were just a lot of stars. It was just that there were some guys, you know, they kind of had that something. But Shawn Michaels was kind of, you know, the Bret Hart thing was kind of going, you know, kind of fading out, ending uh you know Shawn Michaels was going through his issues uh undertaker was undertaker
1: uh, yeah.
0: and that was kind of really about it uh you didn't really have too many other you know you didn't really have too many other people or the people you had they were still kind of like that old you know goofy kind of characters that WWE yeah. was that that needed to get away from
1: yeah so yeah. It, it
0: took a minute and, you, and then again, but like you said, you had a few people where it's like, ah, man, I see that something in them. Like you saw in the Shawn Michaels and the Bret Hart. Like you saw that, like, ah, man, I see something in them. You know, they can, they can be moving up soon. And Rocky was like that. What's good, Leo? What's up with you? Uh, and Rocky was like that. Hell, Austin was like that because he yeah. came in as the ringmaster. Yeah. It's not as over with the ringmaster. So, no. you know, it took a minute even for him, yeah. just like it did for The Rock. So it, 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 it wasn't the fact that, yeah, a lot of the people that we, you know, the catchphrases of, oh, you didn't know, or everyone, what, what does everyone want? <laughs> and it's like, you know, and it's like, yeah, hey, I still those want catchphrases that. are, right, you know, it's like catchphrases now are, yeah, they're infamous now, but, you know, they're the shit now. But uh, it took a minute for some of those. And even then, some of them were way over than the ones you really wanted to be over, but they weren't really doing anything too important. So it was like ah you know it's still that kind of give and take and wrestling even then but no you 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 had the potentials a lot of potentials and you you didn't have you you couldn't have had two better potentials than these two guys right now man the Rock and Stone Cold uh and just the Rock I mean he what what made him not only was it the submission match with uh Bret Hart but it was really yeah. just the match he had with Owen Hart where he broke mm-hmm. his neck or you know where. Fused in, were fused in on them. Uh, and, of course, we all know about Rocky Maivia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the happy-go-lucky Rocky Maivia, man, and how yeah. he came out. So they they had their rough beginnings, but they definitely found their niche. And, you know, once they found it.
1: Well, let's talk about it, man. Let's let us let, talk about you know the guy, the you know the previously mentioned Stone Cold Steve Austin, formerly known as the Rain Master. You know, hailing from Victoria, Texas. You know, let's talk Dunning about Steve that boy. Austin. Yeah, Mr. Hollywood blind himself, you know, aligned himself with Grace like Brian Pillman and so many others. But, yo, okay. Yeah, right, right, right. That was a handsome son of a gun right there. Speaking of had hair, even The Rock, you know, The Rock, he, he played with and emotions. One minute he balled like Tupac, the next minute he got hair like Tupac. You know, he just Man. didn't know what was going on. Uh, and, 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 and then he, he he turned into, you know, now one of the biggest movie stars in the history of the, of the genre. But okay, let's talk about man Stone Cold Steve Austin that work our way into the rock. You got Stone Cold Steve Austin, man. Uh like you said, the Rainmaster, uh one of you know, one half of the Hollywood blinds. And here's a guy who much like the Undertaker in the beginning of his career, much like Triple H at the beginning of his career. You know, it's funny when you look at, you know, uh guys who have become legends and in girls too, but in this instance, mm-hmm. guys who become legends in this business, they started off with gimmicks where it didn't look promising for them. You talk about John Cena when he came in as the prototype, you know, and he had that whole gimmick. And then you know his other gimmick before he became what we love today, uh the Doctor of Thugonomics. And you know, same thing with Chris Jericho, uh, before he became Chris Jericho, man, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He always had the look. He had something. He was one of those guys that you looked at him and it was like, I don't know what it is, but you got something. And if you can figure out whatever that something is, it's going to take you mm-hmm. to the next level. Because mm-hmm. as the Rainmaster, the promos weren't terrible, you know. Well, he uh, didn't cut
0: him. Ted DiBiase cut him, it, and he didn't win. He didn't really. I don't think he won any titles as the
1: Rainmaster. Right, right, right.
0: Other than right. a million dollar championship. Outside of that, I don't think he did anything else prior to that.
1: Right, right, right. It's right. So so he 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 had Ted DiBiase. So on, on that part, he was safe. In the ring, he had the look. He had the build, the blind hair, the blue eyes. The guy was jacked. He looked good. But the gimmick was very vanilla. It was very stale. And, you know, your looks can only get you so far. Like you said, Ted DiBiase was the one cutting all the promos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, well – you got a generic gimmick. You got somebody else talking for you. You know, you're really not winning much. You're not really doing anything. You kind of just own a car to be on the car. It's kind of really hard to get behind a guy like that because you really don't know what the guy working with, you know. And, 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 and so then, you know, you have the situation where you put him in the king of the ring tournament. You have the, right. you know, you know, him and Bret Hart, you know, they 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 jaw jack and they going back and forth, you know. Bret, he on top of the world, you know, he doing his thing, him and Sean, they was doing their thing, taking over. And then you got a, you know, a guy named Stone Cold Steve Austin, who's full of piss and vinegar. And then, you know, right. he 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 comes out and he says, you know, you got your Bible scriptures. you got this, you got that. Well, Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. And you know, that's a guy like he didn't know he was gonna say that, you know, it was just hey. I'm pissed off. I'm here. I'm next up. You know, I'm here to take what's mine. And you know what? You want to step in and do your Bible thumping and doing this, doing that? Well, guess what? Well, let me tell you something. And, man, it just took off. Like you say, one of the most iconic imageries and one of the most often duplicated imageries and big matches Is that crimson mask. When you got uh, Bret Hart, where he got Stone Cold Steve Austin, the sharpshooter. He got his mouth wide open. His face is grimacing. Look like he's riding through pain. And all you see is just the blood trickling down. From that moment forward, man, Stone Cold Steve Austin, he said that he took care of his business and he never looked back. Bro. Taking it back to WCW and before, you know, uh before Stone Cold Steve Austin really became Stone Cold, before he became stunning Steve Austin, before he became a Rain Man, all of that, right? What were your thoughts on Steve Austin, man? Was he a guy that you had your eye on before he became Stone Cold Steve Austin?
0: Not not so much he was a guy I had my eye on. He was a guy I knew of, because again, him and Brian Pillman, Highwood Blondes. I used to hate yeah. him as tag team champions in WCW. So I mean, I liked them, but I hated them. You know, they, they were bad I hated them, they were bad guys. Right, um, right, right. So, no, I, I, I always knew of him. Um, and it took me a while to realize it was him when he came to WWE because over there, he had no beard and hair on top of his yeah, head. He get a yeah. WWE, he shaved his head, and he had a beard. <laughs> yeah, no teeth. Yeah. So, I was like, all right, who is it? Like, damn, he looks familiar. So, it took me a minute to realize who he was. So, he had yeah. to, he had to look. Uh, the the whole attitude aspect of it was always there. It was just a way of making it, getting it over.
1: Mm-hmm. And him
0: him getting rid of not getting rid of, but them, uh, you know, kind of just taking away Ted DiBiase. He like, okay, we know he's a talker, but Ted had kind of Ted had kind of worn out his welcome. Like his gimmick had kind of got stale. Like Ted yeah. DiBiase, Million Dollar Man. It's like, dude, you you've been the same dude for so long, like nothing new about you. So it was like, right? So it was like that that kind of might have been killing it a little bit, even though he's still Ted DiBiase, people still like him, but it was like, yeah, no one's clamoring for it. So him doing that that speech and giving that Austin uh 3 uh Bible verse, you know, uh, ass kicking verse, I would say, <laughs> um, that helped, you know, the attitude of it like that yeah. was the whole thing it it was that attitude it was like whoa okay Brody, you're this might. dude just this 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 dude just said uh this dude just said a whole bunch that was just like wow like all right man, man he really he really he really crossed the back cuz people kind of had an issue with him messing with uh Jake the Snake with that about at that time yeah, so yeah
1: yeah he had
0: the proper heel heat working for him so that got him over and you know once then like i say he had his match with with Brett and even then he was a heel on well, heart i think he was the heel then, or getting ready to turn to be the heel, higher, you know, or get ready to turn to be the face. But, you know, he was, he had proved himself in the ring with those guys. And those are two hell of a guys to be able to prove yourself in the ring with, along with a lot of other people that he fought with. But, you know, those are the ones that stand out. So, of course, when we get to the, you know, the king of the ring and he wins, and, you know, as he wins, you know, at, at that time, king of the ring got a title shot. You know, you, 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 you was there what? Did he get? It? Yeah, they got a title shot. Uh, and he he earned well. No, wait a minute. He didn't get. It. No, he got an intercontinental tire shot. That's what it was. Because he was intercontinental he got that one. Uh, but by the time he got that, and then it was time for him to, you know, then he was transitioning to that beer drinking, middle finger, you know, middle finger and stump a mud hole like that was transitioning over for him. And then while that's transitioning over for him we're getting this young 26-year-old guy yeah. that's got yeah. this look of a, you know, like a a, 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 a Hawaiian Samoan God, man, with, mm. the, with, you know, the brightest smile ever, man. And he's just yeah. so chipper. And, and then we, you know, we, we just go from there. And then he went through his struggles and the rock. And he went, you know, Rocky Maivia didn't get over. It was, it was one of those, it was hot for that one second. It's like him and John Cena, just they really mirror each other. Yeah, really think about it. Yeah, because both of their characters came out like for that one hot pop, they had that one hot 15 seconds of fame, and then after that, that kind of faded for them to where they had to both come out and be something different. Yeah, Uh, and Austin, you could say the same thing because again, the remaster it it, kind of got them over, but then it it didn't go as long. So, uh, but no, man, for them two to start out just the, the way they did especially on the show man i i, I it just brought back good memories
1: well okay you you, you, talk, you talk about you know the rock mr Dwayne johnson let's talk about it man uh you talk about a wrestling lineage you know my guy uh the, the, the Fatus Fatu, and you know the anowas you know the anu- wow, anu- yeah. and and you know the johnsons you know it, you know it's synonymous like you know the guerreros and the harts and the colons you know there's certain guys the ortons uh there's people in this the business Fatu man that family. is you know there's people in this business that is simply meant for greatness, when you look at The Rock, and I'm not even about to start to begin to name all the damn people he's related to in the business, but when you take it back man. before him, you got the Yokozunos, the Yokozunas, you got the Appas, the Sikas, you know, of course you got his wow. dad, no um, you got Umaga, you got, you got uh, Rest it. in Peace, yeah. you got Rikishi, you got the Usos, you got Jax, you got everybody, man, There's so many people, but here's the guy, here is the guy, you know, you talk about John Cena and Steve Austin's careers mirroring each other, right? I mean, John Cena and the Rock screws marrying each other, but what about the the longevity and the hot streak of the Rock and Steve Austin mirroring each other? Because it kind of overlaps, but there's like this, you know, six to seven year period where Austin was just on fire, on top of the world. And then Rocky You know, 2002, before he became, you know, before he got the role for the Scorpion King like that, you know, when Rocky, he started really getting hot. He was in the middle of like that six, seven year run, you know, and then of course, you know, Austin, his kind of came to an end, you know, kind of out of his control, you know, and then Rocky, his kind of dwindled down more of his control because he started finding success in Hollywood, started, you know, hosting Saturday Night Live, started getting more opportunities outside of the business. So, you know, he was somebody, if he wanted to, he could have kept it going a little longer, I think. But even then, he saw the business, you know, the business going a different direction. You know, The Rock, him and Hollywood Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania, right? That is the match where, you know, and, and, and to hear, you know, Hogan, say you know Vince came to him and was like hey you know I, I think Rocky's the guy you know like what do you think and to hear the praise and the adoration yet maybe a little deservedly so a little bit of i want to say resentment but it's kind of like okay all right you want to put this guy over all right, let's let's get it done. So now you have my WrestleMania, and then the double turn, right? And it's like, bro, for them they kind of just on the fly like that. I think when you look at it, when when you talk about when you talk about the Rock and Steve Austin, Steve Austin was hot. Rocky came out, like you said, he had Rocky Maverick. He had the Nation of Domination, right? And, and all this happened before The Rock even became, if you smell, you know what I'm saying, all that. And then you finally get that version of Rock. You had Hollywood Rock and, 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 and all that. And, and, and then you go back to the Brahma Bull. Dude, what is it about guys like The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. What is it about their personality? Because there are so many over the top personalities, and like you say, this was coming at a time where WWE needed, WWF, WWE needed to get more serious to compete with the, you know, the the more realistic storylines of a, you know, competing WCW. And what was funny about it then? When you got The Rock, who's known for his comedic timing. When you got Stone Cold Steve Austin, who's known for his badass, but his comedic timing and a you know in an era full of like tough guys. How uh, what do you think was it about them two personas specifically that just gravitated in the words of The Rock? The millions and millions to this day? Well,
0: the persona was that for Austin, it was his relatability to just the regular people in the in the in the workforce. Uh, yeah, people who just uh, you know that just felt the way he felt. Like he spoke he spoke to a group of people that was like, man, man. Sometimes I just be wanting to give somebody a middle finger, man, and just um, you know you know and, and and just keep it going, which people do. But what really got him over was the whole. Which it really wasn't so much. It was the rock. The rock was a. The Rock was a piece for him as far as wrestling, uh, as far as in ring, but as far as character or anything outside, it was really Vince. Like for, yeah. for Austin, like it was really Vince. That was the that was the thing because that opened up something so much more than what people ever thought you know was possible. Nobody knew the owner to be involved in a company like that. So that and then for Austin to be that guy to you know what when when your boss is being an asshole and you want to just go in the office and give him a middle finger, give them, kick him in the gut, and then give him a stunner. And then, yeah. you know, you shake your head, give him two more middle fingers, and then pour some beer on him, and then say, oh, hell yeah, and and walk out. I, that, that spoke to people. And The Rock, the Rock was just, the, the Rock's promo, compared to Austin, Austin was a good promo. Austin could go out there, he could talk. But The Rock could talk. The Rock can just, 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 just grab you with his words and that's what that's what separated them but that's what kept them at the peak now when you think of Austin winning getting the championship again the rock is coming up you know uh you know the, the you know Austin gifted him the Intercontinental championship but you know that was playing the seeds for what could possibly be cuz once they once the rock you know once they figured out okay the Maya Villa thing ain't working yeah uh, we got to change his whole persona we got to change his attitude we got to we got to do something different. Then you had an all black uh, uh radical group called <laughs> the Nation of Domination, right, uh, Ron Simmons, Farouk, and Mark Henry, uh, and you had them um, you know, you had that going on like and they needed something. You needed you needed something, and, and the rock was the perfect person because he was that guy that when you when when you thought he was gonna come out to do something to help somebody that they that the people liked, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, we like you now because you're coming to help the guy we like. But then when he turned on him, it was like, oh, if you thought we we didn't hate you before, now we're about to really hate you. And him taking that, what's going on, man, and him taking that and and running with it and just being able to be a slick talker, that's what got the rock over. So the rock being able to be charismatic, be a great character and be able to talk. And 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 captivate you with what he's saying because you know the Rock always says some off the wall shit. Yeah, that's what that's what that that that's what gravitated him mm-hmm. to the people as far as what he was doing. And the in ring was you know the in I mean, don't get me wrong, man. They weren't five star wrestlers, but you yeah. know they were fine tuned <laughs> in ring workers. And I'd say they weren't wrestlers. They were good wrestlers because they were good. You know, basic technical wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't call them the technicians of Kurt Angle or stuff like that. No, but no, no. They, they 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 were for what at that time of how wrestling was man they were they were the top of the game man they knew how to work the ring uh great workers uh most definitely great workers i definitely would say that um so by the time by the time we get to the uh we got to the first wrestlemania match so it's like all right bet you know that was the that was kind of the key because the rock got his opportunity to see how he works as champion and we watched him go from nation of domination to win Intercontinental Championship, kick Farouk out, talk all the trash he talked, basically betray everyone else, decide to go on his own. Then he joins Mixed McMahon, becomes the corporate champion. So it's like you, you had all the elements of him becoming the guy that we see today. Just that, 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 that arrogance, that attitude, yeah, everything. And then, of course, Austin being the opposite of him, you know what I'm saying? Because he's the good old boy not like that, but you know he he he's you know he's the redneck. He's
1: the big yeah, he, redneck. He, he you know what he, I'm he, saying. Does, he, he doesn't wear he's the blue collar guy.
0: He's for the people. Yeah, he's not he's not wearing the fine mm-hmm. clothes. He's not driving a fancy car. He's driving a pickup truck with a twenty four pack of beer right next yeah. to him with a shotgun in his window. That's <laughs> that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right. right, that's who he is. The right. Rock is driving Ferraris with them ugly ass shirts, and this is who and and, <laughs> and, that, and that class. So that was a thing there. Adding the element of Vince McMahon helped, you know, bring that. But and then what what helped The Rock, unfortunately, was Austin's injury uh, back in '99, prior to the Survivor Series, where we were supposed to get the Triple Threat match of him, Triple H, and Austin, uh, you know, for that for the WWE Championship. But that's what that's what helped put The Rock over, unfortunately, for Austin because he was hurt and you know he he had to go get surgery because his the, the power driver he took from Owen Hart had affected yeah, him by that point. Yeah. So he needed to get taken care of. Um, and it was just a great opportunity. I mean, hell, Triple H benefited from it. If you think about it, Triple H benefited from it just as much. The only difference was he didn't become that, he, he didn't become the, the, the mega star that they became. He right. was just that, he, he was just the guy that married the boss's daughter. So that kind of, I think that kind of hampered him for a while. Until people just accepted like, you this dude is really, he's really the game. He's really the yeah. cerebral, cerebral assassin. But that time away, that year off, that gave The Rock everything he needed. He became the ultimate babyface. Then, uh, you know, I, I, I can't not, not mention This Is Your Life with Mick Foley. I mean, dude, yeah. that was just a half yeah. hour of just. Just, you never saw a promo go that long yeah. and have that reaction to it yeah. like people loved it man people watched it it was one of the highest rated segments non-wrestling segments on a wrestling show longest and highest rating so you have to look at a little bit of those things and and see the impact that it had over that time frame and then of course when austin comes back uh man it's it's close to the royal rumble time and he gets his revenge he, he wins the royal rumble he gets his revenge on Raikishi. And then of course by this time, The Rock is champion. So now you're setting up round two, WrestleMania 17, baby. We you, you got the yeah 17, The Rock in Austin in the main of 17. No, this was yeah it was 17. It was 17 because the, the other one was it was a little bit later. uh And then of course you got the infamous turn. And seeing that right there was another element and another level to these two guys because. You needed one of these guys to be the bad guy. And a lot of people thought it would be the rock again. And honestly, yeah. I can understand that. But I also understand why people were mad about the heel Vince McMahon because nobody wanted to see Vince uh, a Stone Cold team up with Vince. They wanted to see him stun Vince and be yeah. against him. But if you think about it yeah. from a character standpoint, it makes sense, sense, man. Yeah. How thirsty was he to get back to being the top guy? Like yeah. he wanted to be back. And, and here's this one guy that he knows that has that has not only reached his level, but might have actually passed it. So yeah. now he's got to get it back. So they, you know, I, I've always loved that element of it, just that the, the their rivalry told a great story. You got to see great character change in both of them. Regardless of how you felt about heel Steve Austin, I liked the heel Steve Austin. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to lie, man. <laughs> it was different, man, because yeah, you yeah. always wanted to, I always wondered, what that type of steve austin would be if he or how he would act or how he would do stuff and he did things the typical way that i thought he would man as a he as a heel he cheated he you know he got you know he did everything but a lot of times he did it by himself and i'll just say that people didn't help him a lot of times Steve was just out there just being cold blood he was being a cold-blooded rattlesnake and he was getting people and You build up The Rock, you know, like you said, around this time, he's going to do movies, doing The Scorpion King and stuff. So he's kind of there, not there. But that adds to the element of who is this guy that's going to be able to beat Stone Cold Steve Austin? Who is that one guy that's going to come up against this uh, invasion that's going on? And you needed The Rock, man, which, again, brought the people back together because anytime you got The Rock and Austin together, it's just electrifying. And it truly is, man, because you know... You know you' are about to get the best out of these two, and you you can't do nothing but love it, man. And the, you know I, I want to let you talk, but uh, the finale, you know, the the third time around for WrestleMania, man. And again, we get another character switch. Rock is yeah. now back to being heel, but now yeah. he's 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 Hollywood. He's truly Hollywood Rock, yeah. and he's yeah. he's telling the Sacramento Kings, you know, you're the Sacramento Queens, and he'd rather go back to L. A. And uh, and he's 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 doing all this stuff, and and Austin is. On his way out the door right and right right that was that to me that 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 hurt because i understood why he was on his way out the door uh like bro I, hey man you, you gotta go i mean it was yeah. it was personal but it was also business-wise why yeah he had to leave.
1: no no absolutely absolutely and before you know we get ready to wind it down man no like dude stone cold steve austin and the rock they came in at a time where the business wrestling needed them. Yeah. The, needed him. the the business was gonna be the business. But I think it would have been dramatically different had you not had because you got cause you gotta think about okay, what not not only what they meant to each other, and actually uh who said it earlier? Uh Clive. He said the rocking, you know, get a stunner and do a flip backwards. Like these matches that they had with each other, the way they sold for each other, but specifically the rock. Again, Mm -hmm. at a time period where you're trying to go a little more serious, a little more reality-based, quote-unquote, and to see The Rock, 260 pounds, taking a stunner and just doing the most goofy shit. When You hear the story about how The People's Elbow came about, and when you look back at The People's Elbow, bro, ain't no way in the hell that should ever be a finisher. But The Rock is such a great showman that it's like, bro, you really believe that if you do all of this and take the elbow pad and throw it off and you do a little head bob, bob,
0: and you go, go from rope to rope and then you walk up and then you just shake your arm and then drop it right, oh my over. god man the dude it's is over. out for five he's out <laughs> for five seconds but you can get to three all right you only need three <laughs> seconds but he's gonna be out for five right, come on man
1: <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's just like stuff like that with Stone stonecoach he to hit you with the stunner then he will do all the little trash talk in your face and he's doing everything other than pin you and then he finally pinned you and then he trash talk you somewhere you just land there like I did I, well, see,
0: but but see, that's the thing with the stunner. It's like it's more of a yeah, nah, bro, you out of there, cause yeah. I, cause the stunner. That's why that's why people love the stunner, man, because it's what'll kick to the stomach, put a head, chin, drop down, bam. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you ain't never had that done, yeah, okay, I, I you know, if you ain't never caught your your chin, jaw or chin on somebody's shoulder, yeah. you know, not not even trying to do the stunner, but just wrestling around a fight or whatever. Bruh, man, that that man, look, that it hurts. Right? I always wonder <laughs> how he hurts.
1: never broke his ass. I'm like, bruh. And then especially at the Royal Rumbles, but where he didn't be going to I think, I think that was part of,
0: of I I think that's what helped his spine injury injury. Yeah. You gotta think about it. Hogan had the same issue. The only reason why Hogan had to get uh, major hip surgeries because bruh, that leg doing that leg drop like yeah. that every night. And you gotta think about you gotta think about Hogan dropping the leg as much yeah. as Hogan was dropping the leg then. Now he
1: biggest. That big. was a huge
0: reason. That was a huge reason that you know he, he had to get major hip surgery. Austin's spine. You gotta think about him dropping and dropping, and plopping on his spine. You know that pressure that mount. You know that, that that mounts up, man. Because you think about it. he's he's out on the road a lot and he's doing he's giving everybody a fucking stunner. Everybody a stunner. Yeah. Leave yeah, I mean, that out. But he's giving everybody a stunner, and that 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 amount of pressure of constantly wanting that wear and tear, and that constant dropping down on yeah. your butt, bro. That's that's got to be jamming up his spine, which it was doing. So you know that it had it, it had its effect. I mean, you think about Triple H and his quads, man. pedigrees all right man them them, them pedigrees bro (laughs) you know some of these moves man they are awesome and they are devastating and they're some of the best moves but when you really think about what the person has to do to 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 do the move and the impact that it really has when you think about it now man some of the coldest moves but that's why when you think of Shawn michaels man sweet chin music easy undertaker choke slam easy <laughs> i just gotta pick you up and drop you yeah. tombstone power driver you I, I would contribute that to his hip injury because yeah. you know you constantly dropping down on your knees you know people but uh certain moves man you know uh you know yeah it it, it it definitely didn't have a just an effect on the person receiving it it had an effect on the person that was giving the special move so but i mean you can't do no better than a rock and austin man i mean the rock bottom yeah uh, you know, that was a nice move. You, you could you could sell with that one, but the stunner, the stunner to yeah. me was always legit. Yeah, it was always one of those moves you was like, ah w- when done properly. Okay, now because not everybody can take a stunner properly. Yes. So, yeah, sometimes it didn't look like it would de- do much, but oh yeah. uh, Vince was horrible for it. He never could I don't think Vince never took a good proper stunner. Vince has oh for a thousand. He has <laughs> never taken a good proper stunner. So uh, but no, man, I the, the Rock was one of the greatest in-ring talkers. I mean, you know, the guy could work the ring, his, his character, his charisma. You you he oozed it. It, it. it it oozed out of him. And and when it did that, it it, it was affectious because it affected other people along that way, uh, especially mankind, because you know, you can't never disregard rock and stock connection. And Not all at all. That, he needed that, he needed that arrogant Shawn Michaels. He needed that Undertaker. He needed that rock. He needed a lot of those guys uh, because they helped bring, you know, depth to his character. And then and again, they they needed each other because they elevated each other because they were the two people It was like, oh man, we got this beer drinking shit talker and we got this Hawaiian shirt shit talker over here with the sunglasses on, with the shirt out, you know, showing this shit. Ch- right, man, bro, these dude, these dudes, yeah. they finna go at it, man. So it was it, it was awesome it was an awesome time and just for that that six to eight year uh window of just being able to see these guys do what they did man i greatest best, best time in wrestling for me ever ever
1: absolutely absolutely and y'all you know, like you said we I mean, got two of the greatest ever duo you got Stone Cold Steve Austin hell yeah you got the Rock and the uh, millions and then you got the G.O.W. man bruh I couldn't do this without you we coming up on four years in about two months so man, man hey look you know we just out here hey 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 we styling the profiling you know what I'm saying we we, we, we hey we we doing what they call in the business we living the gimmick you know we trying We're and with that being said my guy is always another phenomenal episode, man. This is actually one of my favorites. No, I think we're on five years. We're coming up on five. 2019, bro. No, 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 no.
0: Nineteen, twenty, twenty. Oh no, four years. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I have to I have to stop doing that, man. Sometimes I I'll count the first year like, okay, that was
1: year one. No, that's not year one. That was that was Hey, it's like when I be yelling at my kids, like, or like one plus three is four. Like, it ain't five. You don't count one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't start from one. You don't do that. <laughs> <sighs> oh, no. man. Yeah, Joe
0: hey, says, hey. man, he was at the Raw in San Diego, man, in 2003 and, the, and saw The Rock and made a return, and the crowd was ecstatic. Hell yeah, man, because it's The Rock, man. I mean, it's the rock, dude You know if he's coming out He's going to say something He's going he's gonna to talk about some prune pies He's going to call some people Some jabronis He's going to tell you It doesn't matter what you think And then he's going to tell you What you can do with it he's, going to tell you to shine it up real nice, turn that some oh, bitch sideways, yeah. and stick it straight up your Yo candy ass. ass. Austin's going to tell you he's going to step a mud hole in you and walk you dry. And he's going to drink a six-pack of beer. What? I said a six-pack of beer. What? what? And maybe a Bloody Mary. What? what? And then give a couple of stunners. What? And, what? Then, another stunner. what? What? and then another stunner. What? And then another stunner. And it's like, bro, like, it's like, dude, how do y'all... And that's it. That, and that's just that that was it, man. And for guys to be able to just come out, which you don't have a lot of guys that can do that. Jericho, a few others, where they can yeah. come out and just they can just get you with their words. Uh, definitely two of the best. I would say Rock over Austin, but as far as star power, uh, that mega mega star power, I would actually have to go Austin because he was he was that dude when Rocky was trying still trying to be that dude. So I, I would have to give it to Austin on that side. for me.
1: Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the GOW, the Generation Wrestling Podcast. I'm the 29-year-old piece of goat. He's the king, too cold. And have no fear, because tomorrow the GOW is here with our Friday night block party, baby. Yeah. And with that being said, man, until next time, this ain't goodbye forever. It's goodbye for now. We'll see you when we see you. Peace.